Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come. My goodness, Freedom Church, how is everybody? We all stay standing real quick. Like, like Pastor Terrell said, my name is Tyler, and I'm the pastor of different church. And me and my wife travel a lot, and when I go to a church, I usually try to get on the front row as close as I can, right? Because at a sports game, you pay extra for those tickets. But at church, we like to smoke in the back, don't we? I like to sit in the smoking section and smoke. And people ask me all the time, Tyler, why do you jump like that? Why do you spin like that? Why do you dance like that? Why do you do all this stuff? You know what I tell them? I remember where I was when God snatched me up. Now, I'm one of these weird kind of human beings. I was born in the hip hop era, but I was also raised by my grandparents. So I know every Lil Wayne record that's ever been released, but I've also seen every single episode of Green Acres. I know every episode of I Love Lucy. Now listen, grandparents are different now, aren't they? 15 years ago, I didn't have a spoil me grandma. I had a snatch me up grandma. You know what I'm talking about? Where if I was doing something wrong, if I was doing something messed up, if I was out here tripping in these streets, you know what she would do? Not, oh, let me get you some, honey child. No, 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 no. She would come skating rink, crack house, wherever. She didn't care. She would snatch me up. And then I look at where I was, August 6, 2010, when God snatched me up. I was in a car accident. My brother and my best friend passed away. I was driving the car. I went to Beach High School for two years. And I sat in this hospital bed. I had never been to church before. And I remember a pastor coming to me, and he starts telling me about this hope. But I didn't know anything about hope. I didn't know anything about peace. I didn't know that the only way out for me was suicide. I'm just keeping it real with you guys right now. And now whenever the band starts playing and they start getting worked up, they start singing songs, they start talking about this Holy Spirit. And I remember where I was August 6, 2010. You can't tell me. You can't stop me. This is all I can do. This is it. And 2,000 years ago, on this Sunday, right now, God put his spirit on the church. You know that? He put his spirit on the church. He said, hey, here's a helper to give you power. You think they just sat in their seats and went, oh, this is cool? Or what do you think they did? What do you think they... That's it. When people think that I'm weird, you know what David said in Samuel? I'm sorry, guys. You know what David said? I think it's in 1 Samuel, when he, maybe 2 Samuel, when he becomes king and his wife at the time looks down on him and he had danced till his clothes came off and she looks at him and she says, why are you dancing like this? You look like a fool. And you know what he said to her? This is in the Bible. This is in Tyler's words. You know what he said to her? I'll look even more foolish. I'll dance even harder. I'll spin even harder. I'll shout even louder. I'll clap a lot harder. I'll do it all. I'll look. Okay, we got to stop. Can we pray? 
But not karaoke prayer, not listen to Tyler repeat. I'm talking about, man, I'm broke right now prayer. If my tire goes out, I'm done prayer. The I hope my husband comes back prayer. I hope my children are where they say they are right now prayer. Jesus, we love you. We're sorry when we've taken you for granted. We're sorry. I'm sorry whenever I've come into a church, come into my living room, come into my prayer closet and just said, thank you for this food. Amen. God, we need you. We need a touch. We need to touch your garment. We're sick. We're bleeding. We're hurting. We're broken. Allow for us to fight through the crowd this morning just to touch the hem, just to touch a piece so that ultimately I can experience peace like I never have before. Jesus, we give the rest of this morning to you. We give the rest of this week to you. We give the emails we get from our manager, Karen, to you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, will you guys make some noise for the worship team real quick? If y'all will, take a seat. Take a seat real quick. Man, I am, for real, I am always so, you know, I always get so scared when I get invited to churches because and in a minute, you'll definitely see why. When I visit a church, everyone's always just trying to get me saved right whenever I get into the church. I'm like, hey, actually, I'm speaking. They said, okay, yeah, I believe you. Come on, let's sit in the front real quick. I'm always so scared. Or I'm going to be too crazy. I'm going to be too wild. But you know why I'm excited? You know who your pastor is? I can't out-crazy the craziest man in Nashville. His name's Terrell, and he's your pastor. So I'm so excited that you, ain't, you guys aren't going to freak out when I do something, when I trip out. I'm just, um, my name's, by the way, my name's Tyler. It's nice to meet you. Let's shake hands. And I have a wife. Her name's Ryan. She's here with me for this service. Like the boy, she's not a boy, okay? I got to clarify that when I do services and I just say my wife, Ryan, I keep moving. People come up to me after like, oh, so you're one of those. No, she, wife, Ryan, like the boy, she's not a boy. I have two daughters. Uh, Salem Rain is seven years old. She's my nice, she's my girl, right? She is, she's the love of my life. We cuddle all the time. And then I have Asher. She's four, but in three weeks she turns five. So if you see her in the lobby, I said she's five, okay? She'll kill me if you call her four. Don't do it. I'm for real. Don't do it. She's the boy I haven't had yet or probably won't have yet. That's Asher. And we pastor a church called Different Church. We just started it five months ago. And before I can get into that, I've got to, can we please, and I think he's probably in a jacuzzi somewhere doing something. Can we make some noise for Pastor Terrell real quick, the greatest pastor of all time? So, hey, Pastor Terrell, if you're watching and you're in the jacuzzi, we hope you enjoy it. He works so hard. Dude, I don't know if you've ever seen him, like, Monday through Friday. He's just always like this, 24-7. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And I just love Pastor Terrell, man. And you know what I love the most about him, though? We get your phones out real quick? Real quick. Get your phones out. Don't act like you haven't had them out, okay? We've all had them out. We're all checking our timelines. We get your, we get your phones out real quick. You know what I love about Pastor Terrell? Okay, everyone got yours out? Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, I'm for real, I'm for real. Get your phones out. Pastor Terrell is willing to do whatever it takes to reach people. You know that? Like, I, you know how I know? He texted me not too long ago. He said, hey, go follow us on TikTok. I said, Pastor Taylor, are you dancing right now? Is that what you're doing on TikTok? Are you doing one of those, like, you know, the, 
I don't know, those dances on, are you doing that? He said, no, I know that there are a lot of students there. I know there's young people. Will you go follow us on TikTok? I said, well, of course. Why would, bro, Pastor Terrell sees the need to reach the next generation. He's not saying, oh, that's someone else's job. You know whose job it is? Mine, yours, Pastor Terrell. So here's what I need you to do. Get, a, get your phone out, swipe up, go to your TikTok app. And if you don't have TikTok, download it real quick. You're about to become addicted. But download TikTok real quick. And here's why I would do it, even if you're like, I would never do that kind of stuff. You know why I would? Because your church is passionate about it. Your pastor's passionate about it. There are people, TikTok needs Jesus, just like Facebook needed it back in the day when everyone was against Facebook, when Instagram, when Twitter, when MySpace, with Jenga, or Zynga, whatever. TikTok, so if you are, all you have to do is type in Freedom Church TN. So go on TikTok real quick, real quick, and don't act like you don't have it either. So if you're one of those people that have it, but you keep it quiet, I'm going to go to TikTok real quick, and I'm going to go to Freedom Church TN. Because ultimately, if Pastor Terrell's about it, if Pastor Terrell feels the need to take Jesus and the Holy Spirit to another app, sign me up. It's free. He's not asking you to tithe on this thing. He's just asking you to follow. Go follow Freedom Church TN. That's what I love most about Pastor Terrell. Dude, he's, do, he's always looking for what's next. Now, keep your phones out. I got one more thing for you to do in just a second. So my wife and I, like he said, we were part of, uh, we were pastors, teaching pastors and, and the global student pastors at Potential Church in Miami. And then my wife and I are from Nashville. And so we told Pastor Troy years ago, hey, eventually we're going back to Nashville. But we had this idea to do church different. Trust me, when I walk into a church, when I used to, even before I was a pastor, speaker, or anything, I felt out of place. I was like, dude, there's no way they listen to the same music as me. There's no way that they talk like me. There's no way that, and everyone looked so cute. You ever get to church and just realize, like, man, y'all look cute 24-7. I don't. Different. I always felt different. And so we wanted to start a church where people that felt different could belong. Right? Jesus recruited 12 of the most different, unique, crazy individuals to go on his mission. Different. And so we started a church called Different. Now, we can't just call ourselves different and not be different, right? Like, what, we look like everything else? We are a church that is 100% digital, okay? 100% digital. So we have a YouTube campus where that's it. Right now, what time is it? In eight minutes, I'm preaching for Different Church on their YouTube campus, and I'm preaching here. Isn't that so cool that you can do that kind of stuff? And you know what the best part is about different church and how you guys, you know where we shoot, where we film for different church? You're looking at it right here. Every single Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m., I film in front of, what, 15, 20 people and a camera knowing that just this past, or like what, three weeks ago on TikTok, we reached 200,000 people on TikTok alone in our YouTube campus. So here's what I need you to do. Will you get your phone out? And whenever I say a YouTube campus completely digital, it's not just Tyler preaching. We have produced the book of Ephesians on YouTube. Uh, last, or literally on Wednesday, we did an interview with a professional football player who was on the show Last Chance You, if anybody follows that. And we did that type. It's more than that. We want to create a space 
You remember whenever everyone was freaking out about reaching millennials, millennials this? You know millennials are 40 years old now? You know that? Most of us are, and we don't even think we're, we're 40 years old now. We got kids. I got bills, bro. I am not no kid anymore. I wish I was. Now it's Gen Z. And so how are we going to properly? So what better than create different church, a digital church that people could read the Bible, learn to pray, see interviews of other influential people and what they do, how God captured their heart. So that's what we do every single Tuesday night. So Pastor Terrell, Freedom Church, everyone that gives, everyone that's a part, thank you. Because you're not only making this church happen. You are literally making different church who reached 200,000 people two weeks ago through TikTok happen. Give yourselves a round of applause. Give yourself. So if you would, because I know everybody knows about you. I know everybody knows about YouTube, right? If you've got something broken at your house, if you need to know how to do your hair, your makeup, whatever. If you will, we go to YouTube real fast. Just click on it. And then we're done with the phones. I know that, you know, Satan is in the phone. I get it. We go to YouTube real quick. All you have to do is type in different church. That's it. This isn't to replace. This, isn't, this is just something where on Wednesday morning you need to go to work and you need to read the Bible and the one Bible app puts you to sleep, but maybe listening to like a hip-hop beat under music, maybe that'll be, if you would go, and it's the black, it's the black uh, logo, okay? Different church with the black logo. If you would, go subscribe to that. And then, man, if you know somebody lives somewhere, feels out of place, you know, an athlete, we just put out I Am Different episode one with a uh, professional football player. If that's something you know, missing that, make that happen. But you know, having a digital church, you know what that brings out? You ever like get on Facebook? I don't think people even like the posts anymore. I don't even think they get on the Facebook to look at the posts. What do you look at? The comments, the tea. The drama. Who voted for him? What? Oh, I got to figure this out. What are they doing? They're divorced now? Let me go to these. And there are 49 comments. You're just like, okay, well, let me pull up a chair real quick. Let me handle this. So when we have a 100% digital church, guess what that brings out? The trolls. We get it all the time. So actually, I made, babe, we can grab this shirt for me. I made a shirt with a mean comment that I got the other day. I don't know if you can see it. User 89515455313349, a troll, commented to one of our videos of me preaching, he is annoying. No period, though. You'd think that they'd have some class with the comment, right? No period. Liked by the creator, or I like the comment. As Pastor Terrell asked me, hey, man, will you preach on this bare fruit? Will you talk about peace? You know where you don't need peace? On the beach. I don't need peace if I have a million dollars in my bank account. I don't need peace when my wife loves to make out with me. I don't need peace then. When do I need peace? When I'm trying to pursue my calling. When I'm trying to do what God called me to do. When I'm walking out being the man God called me to be. When I walk out being the employee God called me to be. When I'm stepping out and trying to bless people and all of a sudden I get somebody that questions what I'm doing. They belittle me. They say, 
User 89515453134 says, he's annoying. Give me peace. I need peace when I get the emails at work. I need peace. And what if, as I'm just thinking, as I'm trying to figure out, what if you don't figure out or find peace on the beach? What if you find peace in pain? What if pain produces peace? What if the very thing you're praying, you know how many times I pray, God, don't let anything bad happen today. I wouldn't need peace then. I wouldn't need his Holy Spirit then. What if the very thing we're praying is the opposite? What if the pain that we're dodging produces the peace God wants to bring out of my life? What if? What if? It, that's crazy, isn't it? If you have a Bible, we turn to Philippians 4. We're not going to take long. Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Remember, he is annoying. And you're probably thinking the same thing right now. This dude is annoying. My wife would agree. My kids would agree. I agree. But man, if I'm going to be annoying about something, if I'm going to knock on your door 24-7, if I'm going to call you 100 times, you know what it's going to be about? Philippians 4, verse 6. Look at this. Don't worry about anything. Ooh, I want to get this tattooed like on my head or something. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Some of you guys need to underline, highlight. Just go ahead and write this on your arm real quick so you don't forget this. Because you're going to need it right when you pull out and you hop on Vietnam vets trying to get somewhere to eat. And people in Hendersonville just don't know how to drive for some reason. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Then, verse 7 and we're done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Let's go back to the beginning because I'm not a very strong reader, okay? I did the leapfrog growing up. I've never been really good. So whenever I get to the bottom of a page, I forget what I read at the, begin at the top of the page. Do y'all ever do that? Like you'll get and you're just like, what did I, did I really just read a book? So I have to read it over. But I think in my learning disability, God's allowed me to see things in the Bible because I have to read them so much. I think that he's actually revealed and I, if you, I remember one time I was preaching in Kansas City, and I, I use this one thing. I say it all the time that I'm not a strong reader. And this guy, and no one's ever come up to me about this. He comes up to me and says, Tyler, I am dyslexic, and I always wondered why God made me to see words the way he did. And he starts crying in the lobby. I'm like, hey, bro, you're going to make this weird real fast. You know what I mean? I'm just trying. He said, no, you, I now see it. I see it. So I can see his word differently than anyone else. So look at the very beginning. Don't worry. Oh, different church just went live. That's super cool. Don't worry about anything. Long before Bob Marley ever said don't worry, who said it? The Apostle Paul in prison. Don't worry. You know what that insinuates? Not when you get saved, the warm and fuzzies come on you, and all you do is smile all day long. He says, hey, not if you worry, when you worry. If you're like me, you stress. If you're like me, you're anxious. You know, I was thinking about this morning. Um, you can lie to yourself. Others can lie to you. But you know what won't lie to you? Your body. When you're stressed and you start breaking out, people know, okay, this person, you start sweating. Okay, I know. Your body won't lie to you. It knows when you're anxious, when you're worried, when you're stressed, when you're doubtful. 
don't worry. And what if in the midst of worry is when we need, remember, peace doesn't, I don't need peace on the beach unless a shark's coming. I don't need peace on the beach. When do I need it? When I'm scared for my job. When my bank says insufficient funds and they take $35 and you already had negative four, why would you take 35 of negative four? It doesn't make sense to me. That's when I need peace. Don't worry about anything. For all my theologians, super smart people, not like me in the room. You know what anything means in the Greek? Anything. 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 That means he cares about the small stuff. I remember like praying about, thinking I should only be praying about really like big stuff. And then I was like, God doesn't care about my friend Betty. Like he doesn't care about her. And like if she's talking about me, if it's not happening, he doesn't care. No. This says, don't worry about any small thing. Don't worry about anything but, and then it gives you the antidote to worry. And if you worry, I don't know if you do. Maybe you just got it like this. You walk in the Holy Spirit 24-7. You are basically Jesus. I don't know. I worry. I stress. I'm anxious. I check my, bank's, my bank app one too many times a day. I'm anxious. So what do I do? I love that the Bible doesn't just tell you something and leave you. It tells you the antidote to worry. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Everything, 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 everything. Every little thing, pray, that brings you worry. I can't talk about peace and not talk about prayer. I just can't. It's not possible. It's just not possible. Pray about everything. Because you know what prayer does? I'm not very good with my hands. I'm not a handyman. I can already tell. You know how some guys have the look and some don't have the look? I can tell right now if my car was broken down, there are a lot of dudes in here that know what to do. Me? Dude, I, but I act like I know what to do, so I open my hood. And you have a stance, right? So you kind of like cock it like this a little bit and you just look at it. Yeah. I always bring rags just to wipe stuff off, thinking just cleaning the engine will make it run. I'm the, I'm the least handy person in the world. So if I try to fix my engine, you know what I'll do to it? I'll mess it up. I'll make my problem worse by taking it into my hands. So what do I do? I call a mechanic. I call one of you dudes. I need help. I've got something broke. But you know what we do when we worry? You know what I tell my wife all the time whenever she's like, oh, money's low, da, 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 whatever. You know what I say? I got this. That's the worst place to be in your life, is in a, I got this. If I'm the one that's supposed to have this situation covered, if I'm ever the one in the lead supposed to be fixing something, run. I am the last person that should have my hand in anything. Me, I am the last, I'll admit it. And you know what prayer does? Help! <laughs> I'm on this ship, help! I can't, I'll, I'll mess it up. I'll mess the situation up. Pray about everything. Like I said, I was raised by my grandparents, and I don't know if your grandma was like this. It was grandpa's house, but grandma's kitchen. Does that make sense? Like, does that make sense? Like, my grandfather, I'd never, I'd, not that he probably didn't want to, I just think he would be murdered if he walked in there. 
I just don't think he wasn't allowed. And so I remember as a kid, and my kid, and, and kids nowadays are so different. Like my children are so spoiled. I can't remember opening my fridge four times in my life. I can't remember getting a snack. Like I couldn't just randomly during the summer open the fridge. I just don't remember that. I remember though my grandma being in the kitchen and there was a TV like the size of my Bible up like on this like little cupboard thing and she watched like three shows. Jeopardy, The Price is Right, and my person, but I do like Ken Jennings, okay? So I remember as a kid, Ken Jennings like doing his thing. And then the last one, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And I loved Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I remember watching and watching and watching and watching. And you know what they're... Okay, this is a test for all of you guys. There were three lifelines, okay, that you could get. Now I think they have four or five. Like, it's crazy. They made it way easier. Three lifelines. Ask the audience. 50-50. And what was the last one? Phone a friend. Phone a friend was the last lifeline. And you know what that meant when you used that lifeline? There is someone smarter than me on the other line right now. There is somebody more equipped than me to answer this question. There is somebody who has studied this more than me that I need. You know what prayer is? Phone a friend. Hey, you know this, God. You know my body. I need healing. You know it way more than I do or the doctors do. Heal me. You know how fun. You have all the riches. What does it say? The cattle on a thousand hills. You've got all that. Why am I? Let me phone a friend. If you're searching for peace this morning, and, and peace is one of those things that you can kind of push to the side. Everyone looks peaceful at church. You were just screaming at your husband right before you got in here. But right when you walk in, hey, you look cute, don't you? If you're searching for peace, there's one place you find it. Prayer. Phone a friend. The lifeline he gave you. But then look, 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 and then, and then we're going to wrap up. I promise, I promise. I'm getting annoying. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. You know what we do bad in the United States? I've, I've had the privilege of traveling places. and You know what we're, we're really bad about? Saying thank you when we leave someone's house. Oh, thank you. We had a great time. See you. Close the door and you go. In other cultures, you know what they do? They thank you before they walk in your house. Hey, thank you for allowing us into this house. Hey, thank you for the party that you're about to throw. Thank you for this. You know what thankfulness does? Breeds expectation. Right before you get to church, rather than leaving, thank you, God, for that service. What if you walked in the door? Thank you, God, for what you're about to do in my life, in my husband's life, in my kid's life, in my finances, at my job. Thankfulness breeds anticipation. But we say thank you after he's finished, not before he's done it. And we're about to see there's a crazy cause. In it. Actually, hey, Ben, we all come out real quick. They sounded so good, didn't they? Look at this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him. Thankfulness breeds it. You think I, I'm going to say thank you for what God did in these services tonight? No, I told him yesterday, praying for you guys. I said, thank you. I know God's going to break chains. I know he's going to do something. I know you're going to reveal. I thanked him before. That's why I'm jumping. I'm excited to see what he does. Thankfulness. 
If you lack peace in your marriage, what if you thanked your husband before he did what you wanted him to do? Shoo! If you lack peace at your work, why don't you say thank you to your manager for even giving you the job in the first place? Then see, see what happens after. See what happens after. Thank, thank him when you walk in. What, what is that passage? Worship team, I know y'all know. Enter his courts with what? Thanksgiving, close. Thanksgiving, enter his courts. Not exit his courts. Enter. And then the last part, because there's a cause and effect. Listen, why watch? Remember, I have to read it all because I forget what I read. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. Verse 7, you'll see a word. Is it up here? Then. You know what then means? Look back at everything I just told you to do because that has caused this. Then you will experience God's peace. Then. Cause and effect. You know what I want? I want abs without the sit-ups. Amen. That's what I'm talking about, dude. I want to lose the muffin top without the cardio. Then you do sit-ups, you do cardio, you eat right. Then you will experience a body that you've never had. But then when I'm not worrying, I'm praying about everything. I'm thanking him when I walk in. Then I will experience God's peace. And look at this and then we're done. Which exceeds anything we can understand. If you grew up in church, you know how that really reads, right? Then you'll experience a peace that passes all understanding. Then, you know, when I got into church and they talked about this peace, you know what I thought peace looked like? Warm and fuzzy. I thought like when I worship, like my, when I had God's peace, I just felt so warm, like in this like peace cocoon or something. And I just was never worrying about anything. That's how I read that. A peace that passes all understanding. That's how I read that. That I would just have warm and fuzzies 24 seven. But can you pull it up one more time and then we're done? Then you will experience the next one. Yeah, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything. God's peace, peace, which I can't understand. I, I've been reading it wrong this whole time. That means he'll give you peace in seasons you don't understand or can comprehend. In the pain, somebody will ask, how are you still smiling? You're getting a divorce. I don't know. I'm just smiling. You just got let, laid off at your job. How do you have peace? I, I don't know. I can't understand. I just have this peace. I don't think we're searching for warm and fuzzy. I think we're searching for pain and saying, God, produce something in me. Why can you, though? And then we're done, I promise. Because it's growing you. Because the pain is growing you. When seven years ago we had Salem, my oldest. And I'll take a seat, I'm kind of tired. We had my daughter, Salem. And when we had her, I was a new dad. And we're in the hospital. They said, okay, Mr. Sturban, you can take your daughter home. And so 
we went home and, you know, they do the skin to skin. I'm feeding my daughter. Literally the best six weeks of my life. But they made us do. They said, hey, in six weeks, come back and see us. So for six weeks, me and my wife and my daughter Salem did nothing but just, oh my gosh, this is the best. She's so awesome, feeding her, laying her down, changing her, doing everything. And then she turned six weeks old. So we had to go to the doctor. And so we get to the doctor, and and they don't teach you this in, in school, so people that are about to have a kid, anything like that. We get into the waiting room and there's the operating table and they, you know, they say, hey, Mr. Sturban, will you take your daughter? Which at the time when she's that small, you like, what do they call it? They, uh, you put it like you wrap them like 800 times, like a burrito or something. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, like Chipotle. And so he said, hey, will you lay her on the operating table? So I put her down and I see like she's never been the whole time she's known me as dad. She's never been uncomfortable. Right? She's been on my chest. I've been feeding her. I've been providing. Oh, providing. And then the doctor looks at me and says, hey, Mr. Serban, we're going to have to give her four shots. Two in the right leg and two in the left leg. Here's what we're going to need you to do. Will you hold her arms down? She's going to try to get away. What? What? This is my baby. This is my baby. I said, well, why? He says, well, these shots help her grow. She's about to enter a new stage in life, and she needs certain vitamins in her body to help her grow into this next stage. Will you hold her down? So I grab her arms. The doctor takes the shots and she's looking at me and I'm holding her and she's like, dad, what? She's not crying yet. She's like, dad, why are you holding me? And then the doctor puts the first shot in the leg and her face changes. The dad she knew that provided, that protected, that loved, that cared, that served, that same dad is now allowing me, at the time, the worst pain she's ever been through. And then another shot, and then another shot, and then another shot, and she's crying, and I pick her up, and I grab her, I wrap her back, I'm loving, I'm like, Salem, I love you, I love you, I love you, and the whole time she's looking at me like, bro, no, you don't. You just made me go through the worst thing ever. But she, was, you know what she doesn't know when she can't see? I'm not looking for six weeks. I'm looking at six years. I'm looking at 16 years. I'm looking at 60 years. She doesn't see it. If she saw it, she'd trust. If she saw it, she'd thank you. If she saw it, she'd jump around. She'd say, thank you, Dad, for the pain. One more time, that last verse. One more time, and then we're done. We're going to worship. If you guys will, will you guys stand? I want to give you an opportunity to, look, 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 where's it at? Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds any, you're in a season right now, leave it up, you're in a season right now that you can't understand. Financially, you don't get it. Relationally, you don't get it. Your family, you don't get it. 
And I need a peace that I can't, I need to walk out of here smiling. Not a fake smile, not an Instagram smile, none of that. I need a real smile. I need a peace because you know every shot you go through. You know all the pain that you go through. It's growing you. The season you're in with your husband or your wife, you're growing. Growing what? Pains. That's why I can have peace. I'm going to pray and the worship team is going to begin to come in. And I want in this moment for you to not waste. It's only going to be a couple minutes. But in this moment to say, God, I see it now. I understand it now. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to pray. I see it. Even though it's painful. God, we love you. We thank you that you give us your Holy Spirit that produces peace. But allow for us to see the peace in the pain, in the hurt in the brokenness, in the challenge. I just want to leave here smiling for real. I just want to leave here with real joy, real peace, real mercy, real hope, real grace. Not this thing I created, not this thing I'm trying to manifest and do on my own. I want peace because you are my provider. Even when it hurts, I will trust you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed today's service. I just wanted to kind of wrap up and give you guys some next steps. If you have given your life to Christ today, that's awesome, and we want to know about it. Um, if you are watching online or on the app, we have a little hamburger icon you can click on and it'll take you to the connection card and you can just mark that for us. And if you're on Facebook, if you go to the description, you can find a link and it'll take you to the connection card. While you're there, you might see some other next steps. If you're interested in any of those next steps, just mark that too and uh, we'll get that and we'll be more than happy to work with you about your walk with Christ and what um, is gonna happen after today. We're going to move into a time of giving. Here at Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. If you are on the app or the website, you can just go to that same um, icon and click the link to give. And if you're on Facebook, you can go to the link in the description. Um, and if you would like to send in your tithe, you can do that. We'll have the address to the church right here on the screen and we'll get that safe and secure. We hope you guys have a great day and peace out. Thank you.